You're listening to Steel City Music. Wasn't it the Ticats game or something? Yeah, last time we chatted, it was at a Ticat game. And I was uh, I was working for Salt Lake, and I was down there, and I'm like making all these sandwiches and everything, which is something That's I've never eat. done. And right. I was like, and it was all like pulled pork, right? And the whole night, or smoked pig or something. And all these people are coming up, and I'm, you know, I'm being me. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah. I know everybody. Yep, yep, yep. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you come floating in. Hey, Gotta! Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen this guy forever, you know, and it's true. I haven't seen you yeah. forever. Hey, man, welcome to uh, Steel City Music. Uh, last time we chatted, of course, was at that Cat game pre-COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. It must have been. It's got to be like four years going on now. Since I, yeah. Like probably seeing you in the flesh has been that long for sure. Yeah. And then I think even the previous time before that, it was just like, oh, I know it was. John. There was um, you used to come up to the old radio station. You and Jeremy. Oh. So when you first had first some of the songs coming out of a monster truck, and uh, and then there was another one where Monster Truck on a Tuesday night was opening up for Mick Jagger's kid. Yeah, and they were a good I band. I like I like that yeah, band. Cool. Yeah, they were nice nice guys and everything. But you guys did sound check, and I turned and I just I just yelled out loud. I just I just went well. I guess everyone should just burn the gear, not play. <laughs> Because when it was pretty funny, he was he was worried about that. Actually, funny enough, we were we were real into being a band at that point, so we were firing on all cylinders. And this this band from the UK was it was Mick Jagger's son, but like obviously he hadn't played with these guys for like that long. They were like studio guys; they were pretty good, and their sound was not loud. And we we were supposed to support them, and we went on, and then after after that, I think uh, he went up to Lou and, and said, "Hey, Lou, like maybe we should." you know, support these guys and lose like, what? No, you're good. Just do it. Yeah, just and, do it. And, and to be honest, like he was worried for nothing because everyone stayed. The Monster Truck fans come, we used to come to the shows to drink first and foremost, and then watch our band. Yeah. So no one's leaving after we play in a bar. So it was, it was a great <laughs> show. And like, you had a great time. Their band was really good. I think we made them uh, strive to outperform. Yeah, you know, unintentionally. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think we must have struck notorious for that, though. That that was our thing. We, you know. but that's the thing. But that you're, that's what's supposed to happen. If if you you don't want to get upstage, so you put on a show, right? It's not it, that that's the mentality I always thought was like, okay, you yeah. go out and you give her all the time. It's not like you give a mediocre show because the mm. crowd can tell. Well, I gotta be honest. In the beginning, I didn't even like playing headline shows because I was like, oh man. Now I got to go on after someone else. And if the band before us really killed, which typically they did because we were rolling around with some really good bands at that point. Just And uh, man, it was so much more pressure than supporting. <laughs> well, you got, yeah, you, that, the beginning of Monster Truck, just from the, our past conversations and interviews back in the day, I remember you guys, you did a, a mini jaunt with um, Sheepdogs. Oh, yeah. And, we did yeah. with them a bunch. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I was just like, oh, like you have to like because they're super tight they're oh, super yeah. tight band from out west not as heavy as you guys but you had to do that and i even remember even the inklings of, of the beginning of the band the, the the strange observations of of me saying wow you guys would be great on a metal fest and you're like going oh no 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 we don't fit that we're riff rock man we're we're you know and that was like the beginning of you guys and i that's when i started getting a whole a, a feel for what monster truck was going to become like oh yeah 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 because you start going back and you start listening to to riff rock and everything so it's like that's not quite heavy metal as you, but as you just said earlier there's a look even before we were yeah. recording you like, there's a look that i have 
where I get pigeonholed into something, right? And we all do that. We yeah. pigeonhole people into a look, a sound, that sort of thing. So absolutely, you know. So that's just really funny. So uh, okay, so I, you know, I'm going to take a little time out. All right, just I'm just going to say this to you. You okay? Okay. Here's the reasons I why. I can deal with that. Yeah. Okay. Here's the reason why, pal. I'm sitting over here all melancholy, right? I've been up all night. Right, right, right. I'm just, I'm a little I'm a little under the weather. We just had Father's Day. My old man passed five years ago, right? I was terribly close to my dad. Sorry to hear that, bro. Yeah, well, I know, right? Like, but we all go through. I'm just whatever. It's a sob story, whatever. But we all have that. So I'm flipping over, and I'm just. I said, well, I might as well pull up some more information on people. I got to interview a bunch of people today. Blah blah blah. And I flip over. We're friends on Facebook, and you posted this whole thing about you know. <laughs> Seven years ago, I have a son, right? you know, you know, I have a baby boy and then mm -hmm. he grows up and now I, I'm changing as a person to, yeah. to be a, a different person. I'm responsible for this little guy as a human being. Right. And I'm reading this one going, oh, okay, that's the way you're playing this for me today. I'm like, I'm getting all a little emotional and everything. But then <laughs> the other side of me flipped and I went, well, okay, man. So he, he's, a, he's a father now. And I'm thinking, how does that change how he writes and performs music? Does it have an effect on him in his different ventures? Because there's Monster Truck, there's Vicious Beast, and there's your solo project, John Harvey and the Inner Demons. Has there been a, a difference in your in, in how you write or how you're being how you characterize yourself? I think, well, it's definitely put a lot more uh, like love in my life and compassion and empathy. Yeah, and I think with that comes, you know naturally more emotive kind of kind of songs i think well for monster truck uh it didn't change anything right <laughs> same thing you can't really change that once it's cooking along uh so now like you know uh with that being a thing now with what i'm writing is is three different projects so it's like it's all spread out like i have a kids project going on right now too which is hilarious and the funnest thing i've ever done what is but that? uh it's called Cool Dads, and it's I wrote a kids book and illustrated it called Cool Dads. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna put some music with this, and I'm gonna do some like music videos for the for the songs. And I'm gonna create, I'm making characters, and I'm gonna make like I haven't decided yet, but I'm gonna go with either like mascot heads or puppets, and mm -hmm. they're gonna be like uh, the Cool Dads, and they're gonna sing these songs. And my son is actually singing a song on the album. Uh, I would have never done that if I didn't have a kid, let me tell you. Because, you know, there's two reasons why people, why adults do this, parents, uh, musicians. They do it because, A, um, it's fun. And now you're exposed to this world of kids. And the point of Cool Dads for me is to give a little bit more of an edge to the music. It's not heavy. It's like a surf song and a reggae song and stuff. But it doesn't sound like kids' music. It sounds like okay. an actual song. It's just the vocals and there's kids singing on it. That's what makes it kids' music. And B, you realize that as a parent, how much money you spend on bullshit like that. Pardon my French. Sure, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you're, you're like, you know, how many times are kids watching YouTube videos? Like Blippi. I don't know if you are familiar with who this person is, but he's a guy who just started doing videos of him playing and basically play places. And now he headlines arenas. And it's just like, there's a huge market there because people, especially I find millennials, will buy our kids anything. Like you should see the pile of crap my kid has because I didn't have that many toys when I was a kid. So every Transformer I see, 
you know, or every Spider-Man thing I see. Yep. And, then, and they're full of these rooms of plot. They don't even care, man. They have a screen. Like, they don't, they can care less about physical toys. It's like, there's, it, there's a whole uh, market there that's unbelievably tappable. My friend just bought a $1,500 wagon for his kid for when he goes to the zoo or the water park or stuff. <laughs> it holds four kids it's got a okay. built-in cooler it's like there's a that's the second reason why people do it so i've been thinking with both of those hats but mostly it's just a joy thing we're just going to get out there and try to make something for kids that's not um lame right, right <laughs> for lack right, of a right. better word right i don't want to hear like you know it, it, there's some there's some nice instruments and it's good. The song, the one song my son's singing is called "I'm Sleeping In" and it's about the the day that the kid finally sleeps in, and the parents get to rejoice and do what they want for like until eight thirty or whatever. <laughs> so it's it, I know it, it, so that that's fun and it, it changed that changed for sure my my direction towards that. But that's easy because I'm not trying to. It, it just flows out of you with kid stuff. I mean, you can, you can say anything. You could write a song called one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think a lot of rock bands have done that, yeah. but you could do that for kids and they'll sing it. They'll sing anything that they can remember. So it, that's the funnest part and getting the kids. I have a, if you go to my social media on my Instagram, I have uh, videos of the gang vocal sessions that we did with the kids. And it was, it was pretty great to get them in the studio and have them going. Have but yeah, so that, that, that that changed big time for me and, and my solo project is is mostly just nice slow down relaxed you know tender kind of soul songs and i think that's the uh, having a child taught me how to slow down a bit in my life i was thinking like i had no time and then i went from thinking i had no time to now enjoying and cherishing every moment rather than being like oh my god what am i gonna do i'm so stressed out you know and that's now i'm just like okay i got it you know, right. I'm going to sit right. here for uh, 20 minutes and meditate instead of freaking out about some dumb stuff. So it really taught me how to slow down and, and chill. And I think that's due to when kids have naps when they're little and you're like, oh, I got free time. So now I got free time <laughs> to just sit here and stare at a wall, you know, <laughs> or have a nap. Right. Oh, yeah. man, I can't. I can't. My old man brain doesn't let me sleep past six. But yeah, I think really it just opened a door of a, a more of an emotive side of, of myself and more of a, a kind of like you come to terms with your own uh, emotions and tendencies when you're trying to um, figure out someone else's. I'm sitting here trying to figure out, okay, why does he get mad at this? You know what I mean? Do I do that too? Like, are we, because like, we're very similar, me and him, like in our temperament. Like uh, we have sensitive feelings, like, you know, and things like that. And like, he's very emotive with, 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 with who he is. So it's, I watch him and I'm like, oh, okay. Now I know who I am a little more. So it's definitely, it, it, I, I think in songwriting too, if some, something that life-changing happens for you and it doesn't affect your songwriting, I, maybe you're doing it from the wrong place. Right. Yeah. So, well, it's things, like, have to, things have to come from the heart. Well, that's what I mean. Like it, yeah. the sincerity is the most important thing, in my opinion, when it comes to songs, unless you're writing, you know, like monster truck stuff was a formula and it was stuff that was already kind of like, this is what this sounds like. So flop it in there. And uh, this is more, you know, how do I want to explore this? We are wild. We are free. Like the city never sleep. We are young.
said you started this project about you know fathers kids you know music that sort of thing just through observations of 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 with your son um mm-hmm. and what you see everyone purchasing and the whole nine yards of of, of learning that and, and the question was like has that changed and you said yeah it's made me you know uh realize certain things and but how did covid affect you because on my end over the last couple of years um I would flip on the internet and we remember everything shut down. No one's playing, blah, blah, blah. People are just trying to be creative, that sort of thing. And I would flip over and it'd be just like live internet, John Harvey's playing riffs. And I would click over and like, you just playing, just, you're like, you said, okay, you like this? And I was just like, yeah, I like this. And I remember over a couple of months, you kept doing this and it was entertaining me. To no end. Yeah. It was like, it was something silly for me to watch. And at one point yeah. you stopped and went, is anyone watching this? Do you guys like this? Do I should I keep this up? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, keep it up, you know, because <laughs> to me it was like it was like therapy. Like, yeah, there's still people are still creating, you know, they're still doing it. For you, I could tell it was like this is something for me to do, you know. Like everyone sort oh, of yeah. off. Like there was like there was, there's people I know that all of a sudden were doing podcasts and all these other things. Musicians were doing all all over the place. You started doing that, so which led me down the road of thinking, um, yeah, monster trucks. It's it's kaput like everything else in that timeline. Um, was that also a point for you to go? All right, I'm going to start making demos of uh, you know uh, of my stuff because there was some stuff that you put out on on Bandcamp. It was like demos, demos too. That's yeah. Stuff. Those were just songs I was trying to write uh, songs without music. Right. Oh, <laughs> basically, really? a very minimal music. There's like the it's mostly voices on those two. It's basically yeah. I was I was by myself. I was like, why don't I just try to do it without, like, chain gang vocals from old, it's it's kind of like, it's pretty, it's a little bit of appropriation, I'm not going to lie. But I always love the sound of, of those kind of, like, chain vocal kind of thing. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to try to do something with a little minimal music. I had some, uh, some minimal upright bass on it, really minimal organs, and just voices. And I just thought, okay, how can I do this in a way that's not so borrowing from you know total blues and uh i put my own kind of spins on it and added a little more choral element to it and then it's just turned out to be something that you know it's not unique but i think it's it's cool and it kept me busy <laughs> right it did yeah that's it. so but but at the, at the tail end of it what was the was there anything that resulted out of it? it was just like okay well that was fun like did that lead to vicious beast or was it you just doing solo shows 
I think it's just it, yeah, it, it just started kind of kickstarted the solo thing. I mean, I prefer I'd prefer to perform with the guitar, <laughs> oh, really? you know, and rather than then go around with a like choir of uh, people and and try to do this only vocal stuff. It was uh, I did try to do it with tracks a few times and it did not work. Oh, so, oh uh, well, you were you were like sitting there clicking a pedal. Vocal oh no, I had like a, over top? I had my whole deal done. It? Oh yeah, well I I basically had everything on a track and I just get the song I put a track and I play my guitar with it and the songs I had guitar and it was like a forty five minute show. And I'd yeah. hear things, and there's cues in the track to tell me when the next song's starting. And I did that, and it was cool, but it just isn't, it's not the same. People don't want, like, people do want uh, EDM to be EDM. They don't want live performers to have tracks. It's, 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 it kind of feels that way to me. It's like it takes the visceral experience out of it when you're like, oh, there's a, there's a third guitar, and there's no third guitar player. And you're just like, okay, well. It's kind of takes it's it's like the magician <sighs> revealing their secret and like everyone does it. I trust me. I've toured with every American metal, pop, radio, whatever, and right. they all got them. And, but it's like, to be honest, it makes the show way crazier if you're not looking for it. And all the musicians in the front row are like, "Wait a minute, I hear a third guitar." <laughs> and it's like uh, when you do that, when you do that, you're really opening your up i think too for some kind of criticism rather than just going out there and just playing your guitar and being yourself people appreciate that a lot more i think and in my opinion i'd prefer to do it because following a track sucks Give it to me, we're crying out loud. 
All my dollars down the drain Never nothing but the pain of regret And that's a real heavy load But all my troubles are gone Since you came along Since you came along All my troubles are gone Since you came along Since you came along I was a rambling man Eating meals from a can Hitching rides wherever they may go Taking it easy, just going with the flow. Oh, and then you, yeah, you. well, you took me in. Oh, yeah. oh and set my soul on fire. Yeah. All my troubles are gone since you came along. Since you came along. And all my troubles are gone since you came along. Since you. Calling the 
you know, I, I've seen people do it really well. Like they, you oh, know, yeah. you know, and, and not for me. Yeah, you just didn't have the experience that others have. That sort of thing. Also, also the 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 mindset of like I've seen John and all these all these other bands that are super fast, super heavy. I mean, I've seen you in some other acts. I can't even remember their names. <laughs> like like there's like I even remember being absent one day, the old absinthe, walking up and you were screaming about a sword. I don't know what was going on. Oh, Rock oh, Thompson Air. Yeah, yeah. Well, who was Party that? Tank. Party Tank. Party Tank. And I was just like, this may be the greatest band I've ever seen in my life, you know. But the, fun one. But the, the vocals weren't really, it wasn't about the vocals. It was just you yelling, really. It was just like, rah, rah. it was like a, like a chant, you know. Yeah. And then I, we go, I go from that to hearing the other stuff over the years. I'm like going, John can sing. John mm. can sing if you can give him a chance. But, it, but when you put yourself out there, and I noticed a lot of artists where they put themselves out there were like, yeah, okay, I'm now going to be the forefront because you've been in bands. There's, there's this element of everyone on stage you're playing as mm -hmm. a band. So not all the attention is on you. You can just kind of pull back. But the recent right. stuff you've been doing is like, hey, this is me up front. What was that like? What was that feeling for you? Were you anxious about it? Were you questioning things? Or I think it's kind of nerve wracking, but it's not really. I think I'm just confident in what I'm doing now. And the, the best thing for me uh, about it is I've had, I've done so many shows now and so many different scales that this is just kind of another show. Like not having anyone else on stage is a little bit like weird, but in the same token, I'm totally basically submitting to being alone. You know what I mean? I'm up there playing and I'm just like, you know what? This is it. And this is how it's going to be. And it's almost so much more freeing than it would be restrictive. Because once you get over the fact that, oh my God, I'm alone up here. Then like, and everyone feels that. I, I've played thousands of shows in my life and I still, when I'm by myself, I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, the first couple of minutes, you're like, you're alone. You know, you're up here by yourself. And I'm not 100% used to that. But it's after that, it's such a freeing, like, it's almost like, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but it's almost like spreading your wings at that point. You're just like, whoo here i am and yeah. everyone is just like and, and and you watch the crowd react to it and you realize that oh my god okay like maybe it's it's so empowering and freeing to do it that way rather than than having so many people to rely on and being a collective look at us rather than just being like and i'm never a look at me kind of guy i just want to get up there and play my songs and whatever i don't want anybody to devote anything to any you know but sure. like when i get up there and play my songs and anyone even claps it's like it's so satisfying on a different level and so much more, it sounds selfish, but personally satisfying, you know? Right. And I think that's why all artists do the work, right? It's for the affirmation. It's all we all want in life. That's why we do social media. That's why we do anything. That's why we make a ton of money. That's why we do anything in our life. It's all <laughs> yeah. affirmation from other people. It's right, all right. feeling, you know what I mean? It's all this, this, you know, attempt to build ourselves up and in doing that, I feel like that's the closest I've ever been to feeling like, whoa, awesome. You know, like this is me, you know, and, and, and uh, in that way, it's not, it's not, it's just freeing more than anything, like beautifully freeing. I had, I, have, I was giggling in my brain because I was thinking about how, you know, the, how you started with Monster Truck and you guys put on the show. You don't really have to do all that much. Like, I mean, you have to sing. 
But I mean, in between songs, if they're not flowing in together, all you're all all you're ever going to hear is all you really got to say is, "You guys ready to party? Are you guys mm-hmm. ready to rock?" And that, as you just said, it's like it's a formula. It's like, you know, here's Warriors, here's this song, here's that song, here's the Enforcer. We know when we play the Enforcer in Canada, everyone's going to go nuts because of hockey. You know, da 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 da. Yeah. But, but when John gets up on stage, and that's why I asked the question: Is the big difference? But you as as you you just said it's very freeing but there's also that um quiet time where how does john fill the space in between songs does john tell stories <laughs> because recently you did a show where was it delhi i think um yeah Diggs put it on mm-hmm. by the way makes me laugh whenever i see him john yeah like, he's just the best. a hamilton character you know, I don't, them, man. I don't even know what he's going on about, but I'm laughing, right? I love him, man. He always gets me excited. And I'm just like, you're the kind of person that's like the opposite of an energy vampire. You're like a, you're oh. like a, I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to put it. It's like, you see JR and you're like, oh man, I guess I gotta do something. And JR's doing like 40 things. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 this, I was the same. I felt, I felt like I had to turn it on at a hockey game. Like, you know, I had all of a sudden turn into like Gunner, make everyone laugh and ask a ton right. of questions and keep the conversation going. I was in a beer line. I was just standing there getting beers for some people. Oh, and, uh, yeah. and Shecky, was running up and down going, hey, hey, hey. And he's doing the whole thing. And I'm just like, oh, he, he's never off. And that's no. why I brought it up because it was a while ago. <clears throat> I Sorry. I saw him. It was like, hey, I got a cottage on a lake. You could win a chance to sleep at my cottage. I'm like, what is going on? And then it's I It's a saw great cottage. Him. Yeah. Well, see, they're, so obviously you played the cottage because I was, <laughs> I was looking at this poster, and it was just like it was like it was that ultra serious photo of you. I'm a rock star, right? Uh-huh. I'm a rock star. Delhi somewhere, and then there's like Jr. commentating. It was like a songwriter kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh well. So now here's John. Like, is there a Q and A? I'm thinking, are people asking stuff, and is he telling stories? There was kind of a Q and A, but no one really asked any questions. People like sent them in. But it, what it did was, and then, yeah, JR kind of like when I would play, he would leave the stage and then he'd come back and we'd chat and stuff like that. Okay. It was pretty cool, actually. It was it was a better than, it was probably better than just me because I'm not there yet. I don't understand how to do that. But that show taught me so much because he'd ask a question and I'd tell a story for like three minutes. And I'm like, oh, oh. Right. Because I'm used to, like you said, it's going, what are you having a good time? Toronto. That's or whatever. That's all you have to do. Make them yell back and they're all stoked immediately. So if if people, here's the secret formula for all the kids. And if you want to be a big rock band (laughs) or play to large amounts of people, here's how you get them into it. You always say the name of the city. All right. In your first break, you get out there, you start a song. We always, this is what Monster does. You start a song. You don't say anything or there's an intro or something. You say the name of the city. And then every time after that, you got to make them yell or you got to make them laugh. Or you got to do something to get an emotion from the crowd and they're yours forever. And that's the key. That's what Chad Kroger taught me from Nickelback. If you watch him, it's 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 three hours long, the show or two and a half or whatever. And an hour of it's just Chad having a good time with the crowd. And like the rest of it's like an hour. It's like, you know, it's still like, you know, 22 songs or something weird like that. But they, he's like literally doing, they have little things where they throw beers in the crowd. All you got to do is get a response. So that was what I was used to. Now, <laughs> When I'm up there and I do this and then stop playing an acoustic song, it's like, you know, there's, and I'm like, wow, you guys are, 
you guys are really polite. They're not having a bad time. And at first, like in Monster Truck, when that used to happen, I was like, oh man, how do I figure this out? Like it's dead air. And I'm not into dead air at all. So that was the way to figure out was the yell at the crowd. You know, and it doesn't work in a club of 20, but it works in a club of 100 and up. <laughs> right. But with the solo stuff, uh, it's just like, you have to engage. So the best way to do that is just like, tell a story, ask a question, make it something involved. Do like, it's almost like it's a combining a little bit of a stand-up comedy mentality to it. You're not up there to tell jokes. If you do great, if you get a couple, awesome, you know, great show. But uh, if you're pretty much just there to connect and people are there for intimacy when it's just you and an acoustic. So they don't want, uh, they don't need parlor tricks. They're there for the fact that it's just you. So the best yeah. thing, the thing that I learned from that chair thing is tell tell the stories. Like, you know, I'm a million. You know, and nothing people want to hear more in between acoustic songs than stories about rock and roll lifestyles, right? But that's, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, but it's always with me. Uh, whenever, I think even when I started seeing, when I was much younger, the Songwriters in the Round series, I, hmm. because it, there's, I don't know what, I don't know about you, but with me, it's like, there's only so much music I can listen to. Yeah, and I know I know it's a, a terrible thing to say to someone who's who's made a living no. off of music and, and spun it, and but with me, I want to hear the story behind the song, like not necessarily mm. how you wrote it. Sometimes I want to hear the reason why you wrote it, but yeah. I want to hear I was in a crappy mood, my girlfriend dumped me, my mom died, and right. it finally made sense for me to put this pen to paper. Something funny happened. So, because to me, like it, it is engaging. It's like the comedian. You know, to reference back to what you were just saying, sometimes when you got everyone laughing, you got to wait a beat, yeah, for them to to really for the joke to kick in. You can't just start into the next thing and ruin that that delivery of what you just did, right? So yeah, I, I'm glad that you you're, you're doing those shows, which kind of leads me up to you got there's four of you on one that's coming up. Yeah, yeah, a songwriter I'm, series. It should be good. I mean, that's the easiest thing I've ever heard. I mean, Brian was like, hey, do you want to do this songwriting series? There's going to be four people who play a couple songs and talk a bit. And I'm like, well, sure. <laughs> That's the relaxing afternoon. You mean I don't got to play for an hour and a half? Sweet. No problem. <laughs> well, you just sit up there and then, then you tell some stories. That's what, Now, you've done more since that J.R. Diggs show, that, that reference that we just talked about. Like that style? Or was that just the more? I've done I've done that one. I've been kind of just writing a record right now. I'm focusing on getting my my first like solo album done and a covers album because I want to just want to have tons of stuff. And I'm I have a problem that I can't stop myself. I'm always thinking about what I'm going to do next. So it's like I just have these well of songs all the time. <laughs> so, well, that's not such a bad thing, but with no, it's it, amazing. But you know, it it definitely shifts focus more often than not. You know what I mean? So now I'm trying to focus on just getting the solo record done. And then, you know, I got, I'm still working on this kid's album. I'm still doing that. And then we got, I got uh, Vicious Beast is, is working on a couple of things. We got songs coming out in a couple of weeks. So it's just like, it's just a constant flow of stuff now. I'm here when I get what I want.
stuff that you said, and it's great to, I mean, you know, when you say that, I know some people listen to that going, I can't even write one song. Shut up, John. You know, like because of self-doubt. But, but, but I ask you this, and I ask other people this, if you have all of this material, who do you, who do you trust? Who's your gatekeeper? Who do you trust to say, um, what do you think of this? That's going to be like, not supportive and yet um, um, critical in the same way. Because I, I find that sometimes people, when they write, because it's art. To me, it's always right. art and it's your art. And yeah. if if you give to someone, like, oh, it sounds like this and the shit, you're just like, you know, like whatever, get out of my face. But sometimes you need that slightly critical ear, right? And I just did right. an interview uh, with this girl, Megan, and she said, oh, well, I, I let my parents listen to it. And I was just like, my face was just like, what? Because your parents will love everything. She goes, well, you know, my mom's a little, my dad loves it, but my mom is a little critical. And I'm like, the way people talk to me in my life, your parents sound like saints. <laughs> so I can't, like, you know what I mean? Just like if you've been in a room with your friends and you're playing a song and then you, you've, you've played this thing a couple of times and they look at you like going, John, that, uh, you wrote that four times already. Like it's the same, yeah. you know, like, so who are the people that you take stuff to that you trust to go, okay, this is really good or this needs work um well and contrary to uh the reference you just made my dad's an insane critic <laughs> and he did it well music lover he knows what's good and what's bad and oh so you did take it to your dad yeah i don't trust Sometimes, parents that's my I, thing I, yeah i don't usually share things with with my parents until they're done because it's just like what's the point you know am i gonna get a, an opinion from my dad on a demo who doesn't realize it's not the finished song or things like that it's just like no offense to him but it's just like uh it, I'd rather just take him the final product and be like, do you like it? No. Okay. I don't know. I, it's a, it's a different, he lives like five or six hours away. So we only basically text once in a while about, about stuff. And I visit him a few times a year, but uh, he, he don't really ask for advice from him. Actually the two people I ask for advice the most from is my partner, Samara. She's not a musician. She just has taste. And then my son, Jack uh, is developing a similar uh, degree of taste. And if I play him something and he says it's bad, it's, it's usually true. And then my main source of like industry stuff is I have a manager and a, a really good friend of mine named Ollie who's helping me kind of work this solo career. Uh, oh, he's the former monster truck manager, but me and him are trying to figure out how where where, where do we put me and, and finish the album. And he's a really great songwriter. And if I send him a song, he's like, eh, then I know it's, eh, you know. And so that drives me almost like to make sure it's good before I show anybody. So I take time. I usually write for my solo record right now. I'm trying to write uh, a song every couple of days, but it's usually sort of around, around a song a week and I'll work on it through the whole week. And then I'll just like think about, so I'll wake up in the morning and I'll, I drove my kid to school, for example, on Monday. And I was singing along, throw my recorder on, sing a verse or sing a chorus. Oh, that's pretty good. Then I stop it, do another note, add to it. Then I'll stop that. Then I'll come home and I'll go, okay, what chords is that on the guitar? Pull the note out, put the guitar chords on the guitar. And I'll be like, okay, that's cool. Goes away. And you write like, you know, half a chorus of lyrics, a little bit of verse. Goes away. I think about it all day. The next day, I put a little more effort into it. I'm just like, sometimes the songs that like come and happen in one day, it's easy. Sometimes it's two days. But sometimes you're just like, okay, this one's going to be good. And every time I have that feeling, I'm like, all right, I got to stretch this out. So I take breaks through the day and I'll do other things. Like I, I do like a lot of graphic design stuff for Vicious Beats and like other projects I have. So I'll just work on an album cover or something, or I'll just do, I'll do a daily riff. I do an Instagram series called Daily Riff. Uh, that's just a riff a day. 
And then uh, I have uh, a bunch of other things that just keep me busy. And then in the evening, maybe I'll go back and be like, okay, bum, 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 pick up the guitar. Here's the lyrics, you know, all right, there's the verse, there's the chorus, put it away. And then, you know, cause I don't want to sit there and obsess over something. I find I'm the kind of person that gets so obsessive that I'll beat it into the ground until it's not good anymore. So I just yeah. take it and and I'll, sometimes I'll write a guitar riff and play it for a month before I have lyrics for it. It's all about like, for me, taking that creativity and not allowing it to spiral out of control. <laughs> Basically, harnessing myself. Yeah. yeah, which makes total sense. If you have so many projects on the go, yeah. you got to complete one. If But if you're just keep that, you're, you're never going to. So it, it's good that you have Ollie, you know, going, OK, well, let's just keep this right. on track. You know, Finoli and Samara and like uh, my my production partner for the kids stuff and 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 a couple other things. We're also producing. I'm also producing band songs. So there you go. There's another thing. See, but, I didn't uh, even know you were doing that. Yeah, I'm actually, one of the guys I was producing, he's in a band called Gravelly. He just they just won the '977 Rock Search, which is not a really big deal to a lot of people. But okay, hold on, is... leave it alone. It is a big deal. It's okay. a big deal. It is. I to know me I, it is because I lost it. Too. I know, and that, and that's why I think it's funny <laughs> you lost. Yeah. <laughs> so I produced, we produced this song, me, me and my friend Mike here, he owns Threshold downtown yeah. Hamilton. So he's got a really, uh, he's got kind of a busy schedule. So it's really easy to finish stuff with him. Because he'd be like, hey, what do you got next Thursday for three hours? I'd be like, sure, I'm in, I'll plan for it. And then we can just kind of piece away at it. Yeah. So it makes the projects a little bit more separated. But yeah, you have to be internally, I don't want to say organized and try not to limit myself that way. But you have to uh, finish something. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and I've been getting, I, I, mean, I was really down on myself for that for a long time because I was writing a kid's book for almost three years. And, and it's because I was putting it off because it's like a kid's book, you know, and like you're interested in it for 20 minutes and then you're like, this is stupid. But uh, I finally got it done. And after I got it done, I was like, oh. you know, it's like an entire weight's off your shoulders. So, but, but the, doesn't that fix your brain though? Are, that fixes uh, your brain now because it's, but then it's it like, moves me on to the next thing, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, your brain becomes uncluttered and uncluttered that way. You, you, you get to move forward, but put your best yeah. foot forward on the next project, that sort of thing, you know? I literally I that, have that to take time. I, I think it's time now yeah. to, to like separate to be like, okay, what am I going to do this week? I got this and this and this and this to do that I want to do. Lucky me, eh? Here I am talking about st stuff that I always just want to do. But uh, this, 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 and this, and I have to kind of schedule that in my brain, or it's just chaos. <laughs> and you got to have a good support system around you to get that stuff done. You really I have an amazing support system. It's wild. Like it, uh, I, my. Uh, my poor partner Samara, like she'll sit on the couch, and I'll be like, "We got a small, kind of a smaller place, and my my home studio is at the kitchen table. I just have my computer, and my interface, and my little keyboards and stuff, and my guitars. I'll like I put them all around me, and then I start working. And uh, she's totally cool with it. She's never complained once. And I'm like, you know, sometimes the acoustic guitar is annoying, you know, or sometimes I'm making I'm recording vocals like background vocals, and they're super annoying. <laughs> she'll just be sitting there and like deadpan, just chilling out, no big deal, you know, doing yeah. her own thing. That's great. It's, it's great. Well, because yeah, I, I mean, I've been in situations before where it wasn't like that in a relationship. So now like the past four years I've been with her have been really great for my creativity because now I can just pump everything out. <laughs> uh, three, three different projects going on. Um, the vicious beast one that you did um, and, and the soul stuff that you're working on. How are you, is it going to be, are you going to break those down? The, um, is it going to be EP for your for your solo stuff, or are you going to do like an LP? Because the trend is is always like single, single. It used to be EPs, four songs, and now it's just single, yeah. single, single. This is uh -huh. how people are consuming it. But you know, how do you, I don't? What I don't understand is like, okay, if you keep putting singles out on Spotify and it gets on everyone's list and all this other stuff, how do you generate cash right. by selling merchandise? Right? Like, is it going to be? Well, I got to put some money together and buy some vinyl. Like, like, and I got to come up with a hot looking t-shirt if I'm going on the road. Shows, shows. Yeah. I mean, merchandise is one thing. It comes down to like, yeah, are you willing to, you know, get out there and do the work? And like it, music now, you don't make nothing off record. Records are joy. Record gives you a product to tour. That's all it is. Yeah. And like, yeah, like you said, press vinyl, put on the table, like do things like that. Sure, that's income. But I mean, even for, for Monster Truck, like merch was never a huge strong point for us. We had the greatest t-shirt slogan of all time. And it's like, it's 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 one of those things where you can't really guarantee on anything. You just have to do music because you love it. If you think this is going to generate income, you're in the wrong business. This is this this is about doing things that you love. You know, very 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 few people actually get to make a living off of it. So if, for me personally, I'm doing what I love right now. You know, and if I have to go back to work, I have to go back to work. It doesn't change how I feel about what I'm doing. You know, yeah. it's it's a, it's an interesting way to to look at it because like. Yeah, it's not, it's starving artists is a thing for like one, I don't know what, 3% of musicians are actually making a living off of it. Maybe, maybe in yeah. Hamilton, it's a little higher, yeah. but like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, it, that's kind of what it is. It's like, and, and most of the musicians aren't like me, man. They're people that went to university for, for vocal or went to university for guitar. And it's like, I don't have those kind of chops. I got super lucky. So yeah. 
everything's kind of a struggle. And the way I look at it is if you don't love it, like you're not going to make money doing this. The chances of that, like, unless you're in country, like the chances are very slim and it sounds dismal and dumb, but it also makes me know that I love it, you know, and I'll never stop doing it. I don't even care if I don't make any money doing it. It satisfies my soul. Writing songs does it like performing. So it's, it's a really odd way to look at it because, you know, I did spend time making decent money i guess doing doing uh music as a career and traveling everywhere and i would trade all the money i made for just if i if i could just travel all the time now that's enjoy life yeah Yeah, that's experience it yeah that that, i have the same mentality uh, over the last uh, little couple months just doing these odd killjoy shows remembering my 20s going i used to i used to do festivals i used to like tour manage i used to do all this stuff with this band and i had so much fun why did I ever give up? When, oh, I got old. That's the problem. Well, hey, people get and, scared. You know, and they, they need that money. And you need security. Everyone needs yeah. security, you know? And I'm I'm in a position where I'm lucky enough that I can hopefully continue to have a decent career in music. Uh, if, like, you know, per chance, like, say, if the truck ends, we haven't been playing very much. But, like, if that if that goes away and I can focus on uh, my solo project as my main main thing, I, I, I'm lucky. I have uh, sort of an in.
Well, yeah, but that that, that income isn't really going to go away the truck. I mean, because um, just through observations of other bands and just my time on this planet, anytime summer rolls around in Canada, it's called a festival. Oh, and then yeah. all of a sudden, everyone's playing a festival. Like, I know who's already booked for the next 10 years at Sounds of Music Festival. I can tell you yeah. right now. Every yeah. other year, it's uh, Flying Seagulls, Safety yeah. Dance Men Without Hats, and then you're going to go dot, 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 Finger 11, blah, 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 and then it's going to be those bands. They'll come out. Yeah. They'll do their thing. Next year, it's going to be Daltrey, dot, 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 you know, and, and then the next year, flock of seagulls will be back and it's i'm not even not i'm using it as an example but not as to uh to take a shot at sound of music festival but it's like people want to see this type of music all the time they grew up with yeah. it it's ear candy to them it brings back memories and the same thing applies to like alexis on fire monster truck yeah. over the oh, last yeah. 13 14 years what do you, what monster trucks playing Lethbridge? Are you cra- what? What is going on in a festival? Yeah, they're playing Lethbridge. Why? I'm like, probably giving them twenty grand, you know. <laughs> and and what's and what what are the guys in monster truck gonna say? No, I'm gonna what? No, you're gonna you're well, gonna get on the plane. You're gonna go play the set, and you're gonna come back, and you're gonna do some more festivals, and you're gonna you're gonna pay the mortgage, and you're gonna go yeah. have a good time and make people feel good. And that I I I'm not bursting anyone's bubble. I mean. Some people think that, you know, oh, the rock star is making all the money. To me, it's like it's it the work when you when you reference you said, well, you know, a day job, but like like a working type thing. You were lucky, but there's but you still had to put a lot of work into how you oh, yeah. a lot of people think, oh well, the the band signed a seven year deal or something, option on two. That means that they there's they, they not your band, but as an example of any band, yeah. it's like after the second album. There's nothing, you know. You're yeah. just kind of sitting there, and then you're touring that, and you're, 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 you're. All this money is going out the window just for you to push something. So there's so much work behind. Oh yeah, for everyone, it's wild. I've done it. I've done ungodly things. I've, I've been so sleep deprived. Actually, last year, uh, festival friends, we played in Halifax the night before, and we went to the hotel at about one in the morning. And half of our guys slept in the lobby because uh, there was no rooms uh, left for them because they figured they weren't coming and sold the rooms. So I'm lucky I got one. I'm a singer because I need to sleep. So uh, we slept for about three hours, got on a plane in Halifax, flew to Toronto, got in our van, drove directly to our jam space, picked up our trailer full of gear, went went to Festival of Friends. Then we unloaded our gear, did sound check. Made sure everything was okay. I went home and I slept for two hours and went back to the show and played for an hour and a half. So if people think it's not hard work, if you're doing it the way we do it, because we don't hire anybody, is uh, is we just put do all the work ourselves. So it is really hard work, but it's also that hour and a half is like straight like, you know, dopamine. So what are you willing to do for an hour and a half of straight dopamine? I guess. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, that 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 feeling of of sheer joy of being able to what you do is sometimes makes up for all the sleep and and, and the aches and pains of sleeping. You know. Wild. I've yeah. been sick as a dog and got on stage and done like acted like nothing is even wrong. I've had the insane insane experience with with sleep, like just with travel and sleep together, and uh, it's just like you just do it, man. Your body gets out there and it's like you want this and you yeah. get it. And every time that crowd cheers, you go. And it's that affirmation you get on Facebook when someone likes something a hundred times times a million. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah. How do you deal? Well, having said that, how do you deal with the negative comments? Like, like oh, I man, just, just I got it? a lot of them. I've had a lot of them, especially over the last year and a half. Uh, since Monster Truck did that collab with Kid Rock, or Kid Rock covered our song, sorry. Um, we got a lot of, I had a lot of backlash for that. And I went to a really dark place, man. And it was like, it was, I was, sorry, excuse me. No, language, what, what, do really, mean, what do you mean, what do you mean dark place? Like, well, just people like, were pissed off? People were, people were going, well, no, I was like, I was upset because people were basically saying that I was like racist and that um, I hate everybody and I'm misogynist and like, you know, and I'm like, dude, if anyone looked at my Instagram, but anyways, uh, it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, cool. Um, that's going to suck. And then uh, Danko Jones, a lovely Canadian artist, decided to go in his mental troll beat. Like he just, he just went crazy and basically said I was a racist. The next claim magazine printed it and they okay. said I was a racist. And then I was like, whoa, like I am not racist. You know, but I felt like anything I could say at that point was going to get spun the other way. It was a yeah. very, it was a very weird moment. But at, since that moment, I've realized that the internet's stupid, and people say dumb things all the time just because they're having problems in their own lives. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. It's the, and the, and that's yeah. what I, I was like. Wait, all these people who are going crazy on me for doing something that actually looked kind of successful. You know, like I don't know. And it, people were like geez wow look at this and then they're like instantly negative you know and i used to be that person you know right. and it changed the way i interact on the internet with everything like, I, I know I, I know exactly what you're talking about i got i was angry with a lot of people and what they were doing and saying and but i never once would go on the internet and go you're wrong you're this you're that and i found over this um last couple of years because of covid and everything else everyone is upset constantly upset and yeah. and they're but they're right in their feelings and their emotions uh danko jones comes from a different place in life where he's experienced sure. a lot of stuff and then he sees you with the with the kid rock and he's like oh no you know this guy did this Trigger. and now and anyone and, and i i like some people have like legitimate beefs with uh with people and how they treat others in this world i totally get it but that whole time period over the last two years, I found that everyone was trying to get everyone to apologize on behalf of someone else. Mm. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not like, when I saw the video, I went, oh no. It's just like, I was like, I, like to, to me personally, I bet you you've had many conversations with Kid Rock and like, he's like, probably a funny guy or whatever. I don't know. I've had a few. He like, I haven't talked to him. Uh, for a little while, ever since he started shooting Bud Light cases and stuff like oh, that, I was just like, you know what, buddy? Uh, point. But but maybe I'll only, just chill for a minute. But yeah, but that only validates my the way I perceive stuff. It was just like I like I'm I'm older than you, um, but uh, I remember him um, doing hip hop, yeah. and, hey, man, and talking like, and like doing hip hop and going on about how people are keeping him down. And then it was just like, Oh geez, now they're putting out the internet. They're showing his parents home. And I'm like, okay, folks, now do you get it? It's called a grift. It's yeah. like, Oh it, man. It's I'll tell grift. you right now. I'll, I'll be, I'm, I'm going to be a hundred percent transparent about this right now. We talked about this. Him and I sat down and talked about face to face about how pissed off people were going to be. He was so stoked. So people got to take that into account because all of this was done all the whole song if you can't tell that it was like a joke and Buddy being like himself, 
I don't understand what to tell you. The song starts with the most profane starting of any song in the history of music. And you think it's serious and you're mad about it. Like that was the thing that got me the most. I was like, I felt like I was in a weird Al video the whole time. He's riding a giant middle wooden middle finger in the video. And I'm just like, how are people taking this seriously? Why I have to explain that I'm not racist? I don't get it. Like, I just don't. Like, yeah, the, uh, but 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 then you know he goes from that and he does the you know the new metal so you can't it, it, it wasn't uh, it, listen in hindsight we agreed to let him do the song three years previous to the song coming out okay at that time he wasn't so crazy this was before trump got into office mind you but oh wait wait no no it was like 2016 2016 he was running so he was in we were on tour we were on tour with uh, Deep Purple in Romania or something like that. And like Buddy hadn't been the news forever. And I was like, okay. Uh, I got a call. I said, sure, go for it. Cover our song. No problem. You know? And then it, it just, it just, it just and when it finally came out, I was like, well, this is hilarious. Like everyone's going to think this is, this is the funniest right. thing ever. And then, well, it wasn't that funny to a lot of people because they get, well, I, and the funny thing was, man, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a really funny moment for me because I was like, Oh, people are really upset about this. Like, he was totally right. It got to number three on the iTunes charts in America. Like, yeah. the chart, the yeah. overall. And it's like, that doesn't happen for a song that doesn't go on the radio. Like, he had a plan, injected us into it. Thanks, buddy. But, uh, and then he executed the plan and it worked perfectly. And his popularity went. And he made another, you know, $6 million off people hating him. You know, it's it's just like, People don't understand that everything's a grift, man. These yeah, it's, musicians it's, it's, are politicians too, you know. It's just it's just I, like and Dango did the same it. thing, man. If you go through his Twitter, everything's a troll thing, and that's fine. Don't get me wrong, but that's his game. That's yeah. the game these guys play. And like it, it, people are so easily, you know.
strain as 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 a society over the last couple of years i mean we've we've always been under a lot of strain but because of covid just on, on my end of things when i was looking i'm like going everyone's looking to justify their anger and mm-hmm. they and they do have very like justification i mean if you're a misogynist i don't want to know from you but all yeah. the things that i guess now that you and i were talking i didn't even want to talk about this to be honest but yeah, I didn't uh, either. We just fell into it, but I also have to like feel like that's the bullshit part. Is I feel the need to explain myself. Yeah, but I didn't and, like I didn't, like I didn't I didn't I didn't I I honestly at this point of everything I was like I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about the other stuff. It was like two years ago. I know, but <laughs> but it's like it's just this whole like you have to justify your anger to everyone. You have to justify all of this stuff and there's people feeding it and there it's putting the us against them constantly. And I yeah. find that it's just like, there to me, there's like, it, you know, I know I, I, I don't, I don't really dislike anyone eh, except if yeah. you're a Nazi. If you're a Nazi, yeah. you get punched in the face. Yeah. Other than that, I don't, you know, whatever. But to be honest, like, like and then when, when Kid Rock was like, he goes from hip hop, he goes to the, the new metal and then he does the country. And then now all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I'm going to take this and this is going to piss everyone else off. I'm like, is everyone not seeing this? Or are you just going to just fall into this? Uh, let's let's just anger. And then even you just said he's shooting Bud Light can. I'm like, 
what are you, what are you, what, like, everyone falling for this? Like, what is, what's the deal now? You know, obviously riling people up to get likes on his Instagram post. It's the same thing, a content, uh, like the same thing, a, and I don't want to sound uh, rude, but it's the same thing the, the, the female bear all content girls do. It's exactly the same thing. Oh, here's my butt today. Like, that's what Kid Rock's doing. It's the yeah. same thing, but he's appealing to a different part of your brain. And, it, and it's like, that's what everyone kind of does. It's the same thing that, that, uh, that, that say like a Danko would do to incite these people to rally up with them. It's like, does he really care? I'm not sure. I've never met the guy in my life. But like, it, the funny thing about it is like, the, the desire to like incite these up, uprisings. I don't know. That, I guess that's what makes people successful. I guess that's why preachers are preachers, and that's why you know politicians right. are politicians. Right. But but I always, I I my brain isn't as I'm not as smart as other people on some things. But I've I always like, I never found Danko to be um someone who like does things to incite. Like yeah. but now, but now, but, but when we get into like social media, I mean, he, I, I watched his show and I like years ago, I watched, I've seen a couple of his shows. And I'm like, going, yeah. it's the Dude, same love thing. Him. He's on stage. He's a great artist. And he's like, damn, like, okay, let's go. Come on. You know, he, yeah. I, I always remember Danko's speeches. He'd stop that yeah. for the first song and he would scream at everyone in the audience. This is my house. You will not disrespect <laughs> my house and you will get up and you will rock out with us. And I don't say this to, to disparage Danko in any way, but you know, to me, it's the same as Monster Truck going, "Hey, Toronto, you ready to party?" Yeah, no, dude. And here's here's the funny thing: when I think about it, like I'm not mad. I'm, I don't care. I know why it happened. I know exactly why it happened, and yeah. and it's totally fine. And you like, should totally know why cool, it man. happened. You, you really played the game. Why. Yeah, that was dope. At first, I didn't realize I was in a game. You know, so I did a, a radio interview, and then that's what he ran with because I said, yeah. uh, I forget what I said. I said he was opportunist or something like that because. I was upset, man. Everyone's calling me racist on the internet. That's the opposite, like, like the literal opposite of what I am. Yeah. So it's like, it's super funny. So I kind of lost myself. And then I realized, oh, wait, man, this is a bit. This is a bit. And I'm falling right into it. And I'm putting fuel on the fire of this bit. I better shut up. And that's, that's what, that's what and I that's, realized, And that's you know? the problem that we all have. Um, yeah. And I've done it too, where I was just like, I get all riled up. I'm like, oh, you can't. And I'm like, oh, delete. Wait. They delete. want you to, yeah, it's a bit. Delete, don't, <laughs> don't chime in because then it just furthers some yelling and screaming. Like I, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm a, I'm a human being. And if, if I could go around and just scream at everybody in Hamilton right now, and I was allowed to, I'd lose my voice. I really would. It'd be just like, <laughs> these people are sleeping in tents move them all to Ancaster. So they like, yeah. You know, like I just, I just, Oh, we have a big empty building. Is that for a condo developer? No, it's not. That's for these people build low income housing right now. Like I'm, that's what I'm they would do guy. in Germany. That's yeah. I'm that guy. But I know if I go around and start yelling, everyone's just going to look at me and just go, he's, he's not making any sense, you know? So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a wild thing, you know, so it's all about perspective. And I just think that we all get too caught up in this putting labels on people, but, you know, uh, last six years, Trump, all that other stuff that comes up from oh. North America, it's affecting sure. all of us, our own politicians, our own society. And, uh, and, and, and it's affecting you and your music and others' music and how they're trying to. But it, it just goes to show, in case in point with you, you always have to be mindful of yeah. what is going to be attached to you. Because I, I, I wouldn't, you know, like, 
you put. Oh, what? I think about it a lot more now. Yeah, but like, I, the, funny, the funny thing about it is when I think about it, it was an experience in my life uh, that I, I'm, I don't regret. I think it was crazy. It was just like another thing that happened. It's not a mistake. Why would you regret? Like I've made a million mistakes that I don't regret <laughs> because they taught me something. And well, I've learned. Out of it. Oh man, I've learned like no one could have ever taught me the lessons I've learned after that. Do you know what I mean? Just a way to approach things, how to be as a human being, you know, when you're faced with that kind of weird hate, it's like you, you just change your perspective on a lot of things. Cause man, like I was a pretty liberal, like leaning left leaning person, you know, until the left kicked me out. And now, you know, I don't agree with any politics. I think they're all stupid. I think it's just a bunch of grifters. Like you said, trying to make people believe what they want to believe using fake information. But the weird part about it is people still subscribe to that and you're never going to be able to get away from that because it's the same reason why there's still preachers yeah. in the States that buy themselves private jets with poor people's money. Yeah. It's I, like, yeah, I totally agree. So here we are. I mean, and, 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 and the weird part is like it, through the, through everything, like I learned more than I could have ever asked for. I almost, I'm so glad it happened because I'm a better person because of it. And now I know, uh, limits limits on a lot of things limits on like i think about everything i say now i think about everything i do you know i go through and i think oh man i write a million facebook posts that i delete you know what i mean that never get posted why because it's therapeutic Just get it out delete it let it go because that's <laughs> the only way to do it and like yeah that's that's what i've learned i've learned that being involved in the internet and being anything other than a tool for me to to market my my projects and to like share funny things with my buddies any other tool any other reason you have it is worthless it'll ruin your brain and it'll rot it right out of your skull so the learning the that the, the, i can't regret it it was it was changed my life well hopefully that's something you'll instill with the kid oh yeah i'm gonna be like make yeah. mistakes buddy <laughs> make some mistakes <laughs> Make mistakes, but don't do this, this, and this like the old man did. Right. The and that's kind of what I tell him now. I'm like, hey, well, I'm telling him now. I'm like, listen, you got to stay active when you're young. <laughs> that's, my, that's my appreciation. Active when you're young and watch where you're walking. And that's that's the two rules we have now. <laughs> well, you go on hikes and you trip over roots. I'm like, you look at the ground. He's like, no, I never. I'm like, you got to watch your feet. You got to make sure you know where you're stepping. Yeah. But, my, uh, my, dad's greatest, my dad's greatest uh, advice to me was, uh, was, was like, don't, uh, don't cook bacon. Uh, with no shirt on, Jim. It's not good. It's true, though. <laughs> um, oh. Thanks, Dad, I guess. You know, I'll, uh, <laughs> but that was kind of common sense. I'm six. I'm not allowed near the stove, but okay. All right, then. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a good little bit of uh, things to impart into your son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Thanks for taking the time for this chitty chat 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 that we had. Um, no worries. Sorry I'm so long-winded, buddy. Nah, nah, man. I we haven't we haven't spoken since you know I, I made you a sandwich four years ago, <laughs> and every other time is like on the internet. I'm like going, yeah, man, play some more ribs. I like it, you know. So yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go back to hopefully doing a live show uh, up at 101.5. So I'd love to have oh, you come to the studio and, uh, and absolutely hang out because that's I know. miss the live feel and I miss having people sit down and have these uh, sometimes have a, a real conversation or just hey, these are my new songs. I like to play yeah. and that sort of stuff. So totally, cool. man. I'm done. All right, man. Thanks for everything. Thank you, Jimmy. Hey, this is John Harvey, and this is Solid Gold by Vicious Beast on Steel City Music. 
Steel City Music.